Hello and welcome to Living Word Ministry, where everyone is a winner. Join us as Pastor Charles Buachi rightly divides the word of truth. We're talking about what? Righteousness. We haven't finished yet. Um, last week we talked about the fruit of righteousness. Amen. The first fruit we mentioned was what? Was what? Anybody here? The first fruit we mentioned was in James pray, praying. Is that right? The fruit of righteousness. The first one is you, you pray. Amen. You pray. And then we talk about conduct and conversation. In other words, our lifestyle. Then we're talking about the, another fruit is doing the work of Jesus. Did we mention that? We sure did. And then we talk about another fruit of righteousness is what? What is it? The, the last one we talk about. Pardon, come on now. Being charitable, charitable deeds. All right? And, and we mentioned um, Corinthians, isn't it? What was, what's that scripture? Second Corinthians 9, 9, 10. Okay. 9, 10. Praise the Lord. Chapter 9, verse 10. And then, you know, and we said that that scripture that we talked about, um, let's read that. Then we, because I want us to really, um, 2 Corinthians 9, verse 10. Um, verse 10. Let me just catch up with that and then I'll come up. Now, may he who supplies seed to the sower and bread, to the, and bread for food supply and multiply the seed you have sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. So, the fruit of our righteousness. And we said that the fruit of your righteousness, that righteousness is the same word in, uh, in, the, um, in the Hebrew language or is in Greek. That is in Matthew 6, 1. That is translated charitable deeds. So, and, and we say that the chapter 9 of 2 Corinthians is actually talking about giving. Yeah? And so, that fruit of righteousness is talking about the fruit of your charitable deeds. Are you with me? So, one of the fruits of our righteousness is in giving, doing giving. Amen? It's in giving. And it's important that, you know, every born again child of God, you must have that heart. For God so loved the world that he what? He gave. If you're really born again, giving is something that comes to you naturally. It's not a struggle. Praise the Lord. And let us not just emphasize on, emphasize on giving. I mean, you need to pray. 
you need to cultivate a heart of prayer. And then your conduct, your lifestyle, then let's do the work of Jesus. Praise the Lord. All right, today we're going to talk about um, what righteousness, righteousness brought us restoration. And we want to just pick up a few of the restoration that righteousness brought in our life. I want to say to you that if you are, I mean, you, you probably heard before somebody that was very um, agitated, you know, quarrelsome, and then he, he starts getting to know God, and all of a sudden some things have changed. He's no longer agitated. He's no longer, you know, some people that, I mean, used to drive very, very rough. And then all of a sudden, they get to know Jesus. And for some reason, they're driving calm and cool. <laughs> Something has happened. I will not talk about myself at this point. But I used to drive on pavements to beat the traffic. Praise the Lord. I hate waiting in a, you know, um, traffic jam. I, I really, I really didn't. If I saw a pavement, pss, pss, I'm ducking and diving in. But it, it, all of a sudden, those desires just disappeared. Praise the Lord. So, you know, he, you know, when you become righteous, there is a restoration. And one of them is calmness. One of the uh, restoration is quietness. Now, some people are quiet, and others think that, oh, they're fools or something. No. You see, there is, there is peace in your spirit, and therefore you are calm. Therefore, you are quiet. Are you with me? Let's look at a couple of scriptures. Isaiah 50, Isaiah 32, sorry, 17 through 18. Isaiah 32. Isaiah 32, 17 through 18. <coughs> The work of the righteousness will be peace, and the effect of righteousness, quietness, and assurance forever. My people will dwell in a peaceful habitation, in secure dwellings, and in a quiet and in quiet resting places. Amen. Amen. If you have given your life to Jesus, there is peace about you. You are no longer quarrelsome. Praise the Lord. You see, if we have the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, we sing the song 
The things I used to do, I do them no more. The things I used to do, I do them no more. The things I used to do, I do them no more. It's a great day when I was born. It's a great day when I was born. Not born of natural birth, but born of spiritual birth. The things I used to do, I do them no more. The things I used to do, I do them no more. The things I used to do, I do them no more. It's a great day when I was born. There is something about a born-again child of God that you can identify. Amen? Look in Isaiah 54. 54, 13 through 14. Isaiah 54. 13 through 14. 13 through 14. And great shall be the peace of your children. In righteousness you shall be established. You shall be far from oppression. For you shall not fear. And from terror it shall not come near you. Amen. We're talking about someone that is righteous. Someone that knows God. Amen. You see, always remember that there is this scripture that our ways are not his ways. Always remember that. That what the world system is, that's not how God, Jesus Christ, expects you to be. There must be a difference. Amen? There must be a change. And the righteousness, in righteousness you shall be what? Establish. In right standing with Christ, in right standing with God in Christ, you shall be established. Amen? Praise the Lord. What about Romans 5? Verse 1. Romans 5, verse 1, reads, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Having been what? Justified, that is, being made righteous, justified to have access to the presence of God, we have what? Peace with God. Our Father. Be, be, listen. There must be this peace. You know, great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. Psalm 84, 
great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. You see, the, you know, the world system is different. I know I've just said that. And I want you to understand that the peace that Jesus gave us as a born-again child of God, Jesus says that his peace is not as the world gave, give I unto you. Is that right? So the peace that we are talking about is within you, is spiritual. We're talking about spiritual people here. Right, that righteousness is in the spirit realm. Amen. And we walk in that realm. And we bear fruits in that realm. And we see the manifestation of the fruit that we are bearing in the physical. Are you with me? So you must have peace. It has nothing to do, I've said this several times, but it has nothing to do with what is going on around you. It has nothing to do with who is right and who is wrong, but it has everything to do with what, how you believe God. If you are fully persuaded that God is in you and you are in him. What's your problem? Why are you worried? Why are you fretting? Why are you anxious? Amen. You see, God, God, you know that God is faithful. The problem is we say it, but we don't believe it. Unless you know, unle unless you pass that test, you wouldn't you you would not comprehend. You won't understand when we say God is faithful. He's faithful, and he will he will do what he has said he will do in your life. Now you need to walk in His Word. The psalmist says, you know, rejoice for the steps of the righteous is what? Is ordained of God. He didn't say when you, God answers your prayer, rejoice. He says, rejoice because your steps are ordained. Are, it is God that gives the next level up, he's the one that causes it to happen. So you must rejoice whether it is happening or it is not. That has nothing to do with it. You, what is more important is to know God and to know God well. No, have that intimacy with him. And when you are having that intimacy with him, my God, I have a God who never fails. Are you with me? When you are having that intimacy with him, then you can say, I have a God who never fails. See, you might be saying that by faith. Amen. 
You might be saying that, listen, I, you know, we that are here, I don't think anybody can really honestly and sincerely say, God hasn't done anything in my life. Huh? Nobody can say God has done nothing in your life. So why don't you look at, back to what, what he did yesterday and say, I have a God who never failed. He ain't failed me yet. And we talk about yet, which means that there may be a time that you will know. But he, he, has, he has not failed me and will not fail me. And he's not going to fail me. We need to find a, another word for that yet. Because it sounds as if he hasn't failed me yet, which means that, you know, there may be a, he's planning to fail me one day. No, that's not what we are talking. We're talking about he will never fail. He never failed me. He's never failed me. He's never failed me. My Jesus Christ, he's never failed me. Oh, everywhere I go, I wonder well to know my Jesus Christ. He's never failed me. Oh, everywhere I go, I wonder well to know my Jesus Christ. He's never failed me. Oh, amen. See, I get excited about that because. He has never disappointed me. He's never failed me. And I'm not saying that because I'm preaching. I'm saying that because it's true. I'm saying that because it's true. It is true. It's true that wh wherever I stand, however it is, God always come true for me. Yeah, it's because you're a preacher. No, I wasn't a preacher at one time. He came through then. Amen. He came through then. Becky was born one point something weight. Do you remember, madam? 1.6. You that have babies, you can understand what 1.6 means. I mean, Becky was born like this, my, uh, my hand. One pound. He was born like my hand like this. Praise the Lord. I'm talking about, I, I know the God that I'm serving. I know the God that I'm talking about. I know the God that I'm talking about. Okay. Hmm. Oh, praise the Lord. So, relax. Be at peace. Be at peace. Now, you might not be perfect. God knows that. You understand? You, 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 you might not be perfect. Or let me just say, you're not perfect, not might. But you're not perfect. But God knows that. Amen. But in your imperfection, he still loves you. Amen. Amen. In your imperfection, he still loves you, he still has called you, and he still wants to use you. 
And if you will walk with him, he will turn that imperfection to perfection or to maturity, and he will use you according to his will. Amen. If only you can hop out of the well system. When I say the well system, the way the world think. Because you see, we, we get to a place where we no longer think spiritual. And I, I, I'm, I'm very, very concerned. No, maybe concerned. But I'm very, very aware of you that are educated, the way you think. And, and sometimes the education kind of blends up with thinking spiritual. And we need to be careful. I mean, you know, how do you just justify God saying you should do something and all the, all the, the, the science is saying that, you know, in the natural, with your education, it's all saying this is foolishness. How do you justify that? But in your heart, you sense that God's telling you to do it. You need to walk by faith. That's, why, that's where we need to learn to trust God. Praise the Lord. And then because you have learned to trust God, you can have peace in that situation, even though it doesn't look good in the natural. Praise the Lord. See, the sea may be rolling, there may be a mountain that you can see right in front of you. And all natural senses is saying, that is, that is terrible what you're doing. Don't try to climb that. But the Holy Spirit is saying, you keep going, it shall be well. You keep going, it's going to be well. You, keep, you see, like the three Hebrew guys, God watched them go into the fire before he saved them. And so in your walk, when it looks very, very dark, when the mountain looks very, very high, and it seems as if you ain't going to be able to make it, but on the inside of you, you are praying, and the Spirit is giving you peace to carry on. You continue to carry on, and you will know that when you get there, there is a fourth man there that is going to help you and lift you over to the glory of God. Praise the Lord. Now, whilst you are going, you have that peace. You have that. Why? Because you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You are righteous. So you have that peace. Why? Because God is with you. Amen. And you know that he will not disappoint you. And especially when you are doing something for him or with him. That one day you got in. He will not disappoint you. Hallelujah. See, one, one preacher says that, you know, instead of you praying, God, let, show me what you want me to do. Go, just get up and go and do something. Get up and do something for God. And if you are wrong, God will forgive you. Praise the Lord. You don't, you don't catch that joke. You know, I don't want to go and do something wrong. 
Well, he's saying, go and do something wrong, but God will forgive you for as long as you are doing it for God. Instead of being lazy, doing nothing, say, I'm praying. Praise the Lord. So have peace. Amen. Did we read Isaiah 57, 20? Isaiah 57, 20 to 21. Did we read it? But the wicked are like the troubled sea when it cannot rest. Whose water casts up mere and dead. There is no peace, says my God, for the for the what? For the wicked. There is no peace for the wicked. So, if you don't have peace, then ask yourself, why don't I have peace? I'm not wicked. The wicked is the unrighteous. The one that do not know God. The one that has not given his life to Christ. They have no peace. Why don't I have peace? Learn to live in him. Learn to live in him. Learn to trust him. Cast your burdens upon him. Amen. Cast your troubles, cast your burdens, cast your loads upon him, for he cares for you. Amen. Be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. Is that right? But in everything, by prayer and supplications, let your request be made known unto Amen. Be anxious for nothing. Amen. So, in this righteousness, there is restoration. We, are, we, we were unrighteous. Now we are righteous. There are things that have been deposited in us. We've been restored in peace. Amen. Now, Cultivate that peace. You must have peace. Stop panicking. Stop the panic attacks. Chillax. Have peace about you. Amen. No, you know what? There should be no situation that should even cause you to be, be, to be panicking in prayer. Listen, when, when you get up in the morning... And you commit your day to the Lord. Know that you have committed your day to the Lord. Whatever that happens should not cause you to call upon God. Why? Because I have committed that day. I, I, I don't know of any situation that caused me to start shaburata. No, 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 no. I have committed the day to the Lord. And I know whom I have believed. And I know that he is able. Now, if I'm going to do anything, unless the enemy is trudging my way, I say, in the name of Jesus, get out of here. Get out. But I've committed my day to the Lord. He is in control. Listen, he doesn't have a nap in the afternoon and that something happens to me, so I have to go and wake him up. No. Do, do, you, do you understand my point? He's in control. 
He is in control. What I have to do is to rest in him. Praise the Lord. I need to rest in him. I need to learn to rest in him. Despite whatever that is happening. Why? Because I'm righteous and I'm supposed to have peace. Therefore, I have peace. No matter what. No matter what. I have God. Are you with me? No matter what the circumstances may be, I have, there is nothing that is going to come in my life that is bigger than my God. There is absolutely nothing that will come in my life that is bigger than my God. So I do not panic. I refuse. I will not panic. Yeah. Try to do your best. But most of the time, your best even is not enough. You just have to trust him. No wonder why the hymn writer says, trust and obey. For there is no other way to be happy in Jesus than to trust and obey. Trust and obey. So when you are trusting him, <laughs> praise the Lord. When you are trusting him, absolutely you can have some ever. You can have fufu. You can have whatever you want to. You can have enchikule. Sleep. Snore. I know some people don't snore, but everybody snore. It's just that you don't know it. But relax. Relax. He's in control. I'm I'm excited. I'm excited. You know, the more I study this, the more I get excited. And I wish I, I, there is some injection that I can inject you all so that you can, you can walk in this. You can walk in this revelation. Nothing comes your way that should cause you. You just go on your business. You just go smiling, rejoicing, and being happy. Pastor, you don't know. Yeah, that is it. That is the point. You know, <laughs> the, point, the point is when we don't know and you are rejoicing, God, God knows. Amen. God knows. God knows that things are, you know, in the physical, maybe the, 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 the funds are not as they should be. Praise the Lord. Let me not just get ahead of myself. The fans are not as they should be. But the thing is, when you are rejoicing, guess what? The old man looks down and he's tapping his feet. He said, that, that boy over there, that girl over there, man. Angels, go and attend to him, you know. He's really doing good, man. Let's just go and support him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's just my own term. But we must rejoice. John 14, John 14, 27. You're going to read that quick? John 14, 27, read quickly. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Amen. Amen. So his peace is different. So how do we keep this peace? Philippians 4. 
Philippians 4, 6 through 8. Philippians 4, 6 through 8. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. What is he saying? This is how you maintain your peace. You maintain your peace by talking to God over situations in your life. And then the peace of God will guide your heart. Amen? See, I'm not saying that the, you, you, will not, you will not have these um, natural, physical attacks. I mean, when you, are, when you are faced with real issues of life, I mean, some of us, as soon as you hear of that bad news, your stomach turns like that. Psst, psst, maybe two or three times. And then you say, in a minute, you go to the ladies or to the gents. It's just natural. Your stomach just turns and you run into the toilet or whatever. Some, something happens to you. It's natural. But after all that, then you need to say, I have a God who never fails. Are you with me? The physical takes control, but after that, the spiritual should kick in. And that's when you say, be anxious for nothing. My Bible tell, God tells me that I should be anxious for nothing. But by prayer and supplications, with thanksgiving, Father, I thank you that this situation, I commit it in your hands. I'm trusting you because I know that you're not a man that you should lie. And your word promised me that if I bring my burdens unto you, you will take care of it. So whilst I've done that, glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hey, how are you doing? Well, you know, the things that, you know about these things and you know about these things. You just prayed, man. You've just committed it to the Lord. You know, uh, you know about these things and, you know, you, you're still carrying that load. You can't get it out. You see, you never gave it to God in the first place. I'm talking about how to maintain your peace. How do you maintain it? Bring those anxieties. Bring them to the Lord. Amen? Don't be anxious. See, these are not things that somebody, come on, let's do a three days fasting and prayer for so, so that nobody will be anxious. It ain't going to work. It's a daily occurrence. You have to daily throw it unto the Lord and, and actually be determined that you're not going to take it back. It doesn't, it's not easy, but it's possible. You know, once you're praising God, the devil is telling you, 
The love is standing there at your shoulder laughing at you. You think, you think who, who are you going to fool? You ain't going to fool anybody. Look at the problem is there. The problem is still there. And then you got to kick, kick in hard. So, Mr. Devil, I know the problem is there. I, but I have a God whom, who has taken care of the problem. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And you keep praising God. You see, it, it won't take long before you have that peace. Things that happens to me in day to day, if I was to tell you, hmm, the devil will sit on your shoulder every day telling you this and that and that and the other. And every opportunity that he'll get, he'll make sure that he's poking it. And you've got to learn. He won't stop. You can't pray for the devil to stop, you know, bringing those things to you. But what you be determined, that's why the just shall live by faith. That's why you be, be determined that you're not going to move in Christ, I mean. Praise the Lord. So, so this, this is how you, you know, righteousness causes us to lose our sense of what? Lack. Righteousness causes us to lose our sense of luck. If you're righteous, if you're walking in that righteousness, if you're bearing the fruit of righteousness, you do not have a sense of luck. See, when you are walking in the spirit, the things of the physical doesn't um, doesn't matter to you much. I told you how at one time I had only two trousers left. I told you before. And I didn't even know it. That was just the, the best part. I didn't even know it. Righteousness to, will cause you to lose your sense of lack. I mean, I know you these girls, if your makeup is finished, you will notice it. But, you know, the true, you know, I'm talking about, you know, being righteous and walking in that righteousness, nothing matters to you anymore. Amen? And if you are walking in, God will supply all those needs. Amen. He will supply all those needs. You know, Psalm 23 verse 1, it says, The Lord is my shepherd. I have no lack. I have no want. I have no lack. The Lord is my shepherd. Because you are righteous, the Lord is your shepherd. And it, because God is your shepherd, he supplies all your needs. A sense of lack? No. You don't wake up in the morning and thinking, or, you know, going to bed at night and worried about what you're going to eat tomorrow. Worry about this and worry about that. Worry about that. You say, Pastor, you don't know. Yeah, I do know. I've been there. But, you know, if you're trusting God, 
God will take care of you every situation. If you're trusting God, God will take care of every situation of your life. Amen. Praise the Lord. And then, you know, Philippians 4.13, you know, if your righteousness caused you to lose lack of, um, lose our sense of lack, lack of ability. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, who gives me the ability. If you're righteous, then you have no lack in ability. You can do all things in Christ Jesus. And again, relying on the Lord. Amen? Relying on the Lord. You have no lack. You know, there's no lack of love. You can't say, I'm not, or I should say, you shouldn't say, I'm not love. If you are righteous, you are loved. Romans 5, 5 says, what? Um, I forgot. Romans 5, 5. Reads. Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in the hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Amen. Amen. If you're righteous, the love of God is in you. Amen. The love of God's love, God loves you. Amen. You know, he first loved us when we were yet sinners. Amen. And that love has not changed. When you gave your life to Christ, you you, you, you became part of that love which is given out. Amen. And so, I mean, there is no, no human being love that, will be, that is better than the love of God. And so, in righteousness, you have no lack. Amen. Your sense of lack disappears. In righteousness. Amen. Righteousness restores our total freedom. Amen. Did you get that? Righteousness restores our total freedom. Freedom from everything. I want you to remember this. And I want you to get this. Listen, we were bought with the blood of Jesus. We're talking about righteousness. We were purchased, bought with the blood of Jesus. The price has been paid by the, with the blood of Jesus. God owns us. Are you with me? God owns us. If you can forget what your five physical senses are telling you and walk as a child of God, 
Why are you sitting here? But because Baba sent him. And walk as a child of God. Listen, you will be victorious in everything that you do. Walk as a child of God. Walk by faith. Learn to trust God. Learn to trust God. One step at a time, sweet Jesus. Learn to trust God. Learn to walk with God. You will be victorious in everything that you put your hands to. He has promised us that he will bless us. Amen. Let's stand on our feet. You have luck. Or before you heard me, you had a lot of luck. But now... You're going to walk in your righteousness. Therefore, you have no lack. Lift up your hand. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You have no lack. From now on, you, will ha you, you are going to walk that you have no lack. In every area of your life. Why? Because Christ is in you. Christ is with you. You have given your life to Jesus and therefore everything in ability, in finances, in, 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 in any area, in love, whatever it is that you have need of, it's all in Christ. So today, I want you to embrace that righteousness properly. That in it, there is every need that you will ever need on this planet Earth to be a success for Jesus. It is in that righteousness. So lift up your hands and let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening. Join us for our weekly Sunday service at 10.30am at 336 Brixton Road. We hope you were blessed.